Amen. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We welcome you as you join us this day to receive from the throne of God. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you for this word. We thank you, Father, for this day. This is the day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, my Father, for your care and for your love for us. We always get comforted as we go to your word. We always get strengthened as we go to your word. Because in your word there is power. There is life. In Jesus' name, may your word go forth in power and in simplicity this day. That, Father, we may embrace your word and embrace your power and live in the supernatural power of God. In Jesus' name, Spirit of the living God, minister to us as we minister to the Father. Holy Spirit, have your way. Thank you for anointing me that the word will go forth in power and in simplicity. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. I'm very much excited at the word of God every time. When we, it's time for us to share the word of God, I always get excited. Even in my own personal life, private life, when I approach the word of God, it's time for me to receive. It's time for me to receive from the Father. It's time for me to hear what my Father says. We are faced with so many challenges, confronted with so many obstacles and many things around us. There is a sense of despair and hopelessness in the world that we are living in, especially now during the time of the COVID-19 pandemic. It's as if the world has come to a standstill. It's as if people do not know what to do anymore. There is that sense of hopelessness, that sense of despair. It's even starting to affect some Christians. Because then you even say, I've been exercising faith in this one, I've been praying, why doesn't it seem as if my faith is working? You start even doubting your faith. You also think about the many people that are dying. Indeed, you feel we are in a very desperate situation. But can I tell you that even when things seem hopeless, when things seem as if it's darkness all over, God always has a solution. You remember even in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth? The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And yet God says, let there be light, and there was light. So there's nothing that God cannot do. Even when it looks like it's doom and gloom, God always has a solution. I'm actually reminded even at the hopelessness of the situation that Abraham was in. He and his wife were barren. They could not conceive and have a child. And yet God had promised them that they will have many children. So even in their old age, they kept on holding on to the promise of God. Even when his situation was hopeless, when he was close to 100 years old, he still kept on believing. So how hopeless is your situation? Can it be any hopeless more than what Abraham was faced with? Look at this with me in the book of Romans chapter 4, 18 and 19 in the Passion Translation. Look at what it says about Abraham. Romans 4, 18 and 19 in the Passion Translation, it reads, Against all odds, when it looked hopeless, Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. He took God at his word, and as a result, he became the father of many nations. God's declaration over him came to pass. Your descendants will be so many that they will be impossible to count. In spite of being nearly 100 years old when the promise of having a son was made, his faith was so strong that it could not be undermined by the fact that he and Sarah were incapable of conceiving a child. If you look at this portion of scripture, it says, Against all odds, when it looked hopeless, 
Abraham believed God. He believed in the promise of God and counted God at his word. He, looked, he took God at his word and he expected God to fulfill his promises. God always fulfills his promises. God always performs what he said he will do. We should never allow our situations to make us doubt God. Because it says his faith was so strong that it could not be undermined by the fact that he was about 100 years old. Your faith should be so strong that it cannot be undermined by facts. Because even here it says his faith was so strong that it could not be undermined by the fact of their age. That could not undermine their faith. So even with you, child of God, no matter how dire your situation is, don't let your situation as a fact undermine what God has said. Don't even allow things going on around us to start challenging and make you doubt whether God really is faithful to his promises. You start even saying, I even had such a pastor or such powerful man of God also dying. I also had that one, things didn't work out for them. What about that one who believed God for this and things didn't work? And I've also been standing and things seems not to be working. And you start doubting your faith and you start doubting God. Don't do that. Even if your situation looks hopeless, even when it looks like it's dark, God always brings light when it looks dark. Look at it with me in the book of Isaiah chapter 9. Verse 1 to 2 in the Living Translation, TLB. Isaiah 9, 1 to 2, TLB reads, Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair shall not go on forever. Though soon the land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be under God's contempt and judgment, yet in the future, these very lands, Galilee and Transjordan, where lies the road to the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness shall see a great light, a light that will shine on all those who live in the land of the shadow of death. So if you look at this, it says the time of darkness and despair shall not go on forever. It cannot be that the time of darkness and despair keep on going on. Light has to shine. It says the light has shined. And when the light shines, the glory of the Lord is manifested. And we start seeing God at his own best, at his power, as he demonstrates his power. God wants to do what he said he will do. But he wants people who believe. He wants to have some people that he can use to change the situation in our world. To give our world hope so that there can be hope in the world that we are living in. Because if people are hopeless, they need to know where they can go to get hope. If you go with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2. We'll do it in the Amplified Contemporary Version, AMPC, Isaiah 60 verse 2. It says, For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and dense darkness all peoples. But the Lord shall arise upon you, O Jerusalem, and his glory shall be seen on you. So if you look at this, it says, Indeed, darkness shall cover the earth. But when darkness covers the earth, the Lord shall rise upon you. The Lord wants to rise upon you and he wants his glory to be manifested through his body. He wants his glory to be manifested and everybody in the world to see that indeed God is alive by looking at the children of God, by looking at the body of Christ and seeing that we still have hope. When the world has got no hope, we still have hope. Indeed, people can run to the kingdom and see that there is hope in the Lord. Let's actually read it starting from verse 1 to verse 3, that Isaiah 60 in the Amplified, it reads, Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life 
shine, be radiant with the glory of the Lord, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and dense darkness all the peoples. But the Lord shall arise upon you, O Jerusalem, and his glory shall be seen on you. And nations shall come to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. If you look at this, it says, when the glory of the Lord, when it's dark, when there is darkness all over, the glory of the Lord shines forth. It starts by shining forth on those that are called by the name of the Lord. It starts by shining forth on God's people. And as it shines forth on us as God's people, then that glory will be manifested to the nations. And nations will start running and flocking into the kingdom because they can see there is hope there. They will start seeing there is hope there. There is light there. There is life there. But if we as children of God also look hopeless, as if things are not working out, as if God is not there, as if God doesn't hear us, then the world will be in much despair. There should always be hope. Even when a person is sick and you're feeling very sick and you are almost giving up, some of you, I might be talking to somebody now who is terminally sick. I want to tell you that even when your situation is hopeless, when you've been given no hope, hold on to your hope. Because if you go with me to the book of Proverbs 18.14, in the Good News Translation, it encourages you never to lose hope. It says, Proverbs 18.14, Your will to live can sustain you when you are sick. But if you lose it, your last hope is gone. So in other words, your will to live can sustain you when you are sick. Your will to hold on can sustain you when things seem not to be working. But if you lose that will, your last hope is gone. For our faith to work, we need to have the hope. You need to have a hope as a blueprint of your faith. So that then your faith would work when you know that you have that hope within you. You are trusting God, you are believing God, you are trusting God, and God will change things in your life. And you start seeing what God said he will do. God is faithful to his promises. Actually, the time that we're living in now, which is... People are desperate. The book of Psalms 91, to me, is ever more applicable than ever before. So I'm going to read that one, Psalms 91, so that you can understand it and, 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 and just apply it in your life. We'll read in the good news. I will not explain much on it, but I want you to look at this. It's as if it was written for such a time as now. Psalms 91, 1 to 7, good news. Whoever goes to the Lord for safety... Whoever remains under the protection of the Almighty can say to him, You are my defender and protector. You are my God. In you I trust. He will keep you safe from all hidden dangers and from all deadly diseases. He will cover you with his wings. You will be safe in his care. His faithfulness will protect and defend you. You need not fear any dangers at night or sudden attacks during the day or plagues that strike in the dark or evils that kill in daylight. A thousand may fall dead beside you, ten thousand all around you, but you will not be harmed. I want you to look at this. It says God promises that he will protect you from all deadly diseases. Yes, he said he will do that. And I'm trusting him to do that. He said, a thousand may fall dead on one side of you, ten thousand on the other side, but it will not harm you. You will not be harmed. So I believe that. I trust God to do what he said he would do. 
what will actually make you to keep on sticking with the word it's the amount of time that you spend in the word so if you expect god to do what he said he would do you need to make sure that you keep on hearing what god is saying and the more you expose yourself to that word you will start living in line with what god's word says the things that you expose yourself to you start being like whatever you expose yourself to so look at it with me in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 we'll do it in the passion translation it says we can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces and with no veil we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus we are being transformed into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another and this glorious transfiguration comes from the lord who is the spirit so it says as we draw close to him as we draw close to god we start reflecting the very glory of god the very nature of god because we now become like mirrors so you see when there is a mirror and then something is there in front of the mirror it starts reflecting you start seeing what is it that's close to that mirror so if the word of god is close to me then i will now start reflecting that word like a mirror i will start now reflecting that word like a mirror so it means i have to soak myself in the word i've got to spend so much time in the word as i spend much time in the word i think more like the word i start behaving like the word i start being the word in other words i get transformed because here it uses the word you will be transfigured into his very image in other words i get transformed into the image that is in the word so if my body is sick and i'm seeing the word that says i'm healed and that word is reflecting in me then i get healed in other words whatever situation that i'm in when that situation is placed next to the word of god it has to be transformed to the very image that is in the word so it means whatever the word of god says you become if you spend time in with that word actually in the voice translation it says you will be metamorphosed you will be changed into another form which is the form that is in the word so actually it's very simple if you want to think of it i always think an example of a magnet those of you who know a magnet if you take a piece of steel and you rub it against the magnet what happens to that piece of steel it becomes magnetic and therefore whatever the magnet has now the piece of steel has So if you soak yourself in the presence of God if you spend time with God then his glory will start being manifested through you so firstly the glory of God will touch you and transform you but that very glory will also now start being reflected through you to other people so we become the carriers of God's glory it's very simple if you look at what happened with Moses in the book of Exodus 34 when Moses was in the presence of God He took time in the presence of God and when he would move from there people could see the glory of the Lord reflected in his face his face was radiating with the presence of God if you look at Jesus when Jesus was here on the earth you remember when the woman with the issue of blood came she said if i can just touch his garment why his garment because his garment was attached to was was, was touching him so the power that of god that was on jesus which he received from the father that power could be transferred through the garment to the woman who had the issue of blood and it's the same principle if you look at what happened in the life of paul people would bring handkerchiefs aprons and 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 pieces of cloth 
And those pieces of cloth that would have touched the body of Paul, when they are taken to the sick people, sick people would be healed. You see the transference of the glory? Let's look at it in the book of Acts, chapter 19, verse 11 and 12, in the Amplified Classic Version, AMPC. 19, verse 11 and 12, Acts. It says, And God did unusual and extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, so that handkerchiefs or towels or aprons which had touched his skin were carried away and put upon the sick, and their diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. You see? So it means those that very piece of cloth that had touched. So in other words, Paul would be so much in constant communication with God, constant fellowship with God, and then he gets soaked into the presence of God. And when he gets soaked into the presence of God, the glory of God now is reflected through his life. When it's reflected through his life, then his cloth, the, thing, the cloth and anything that touches his skin, then it would also transfer that glory. And then when those cloths were taken to sick people, sick people would get healed. So it means as children of God, we can be carriers of God's glory. But for that glory to be manifested in our lives, it's very simple. We have to ask you, Check what you are reflecting. That will tell us what you have been spending most of your time on. So the thing that you reflect, show us what you were spending your time on. If you spend too much time in the word, that word will reflect through you to other people. Look at it with me in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 11. We'll do it in the message translation. Whatever the Lord has done when in the life of, of Moses with their glory radiating, in the life of Paul, the glory radiating. In the life of Jesus, the glory radiating. That very same glory is also manifested in our bodies as children of God. Look at it with me in the book of Romans 8:11. the message. It says, it stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, he will do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, as he surely does, as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life. With his spirit living in you, your body will be as alive as Christ's. So it says, when the spirit of the Lord is in me, the very same thing that happened to Jesus, the very same power that was manifested through Jesus will be manifested in me. So it means that very same glory, when I allow the spirit of the Lord within me to transform me, to make me what God says I am, it means then that glory will affect my life, but also start touching other people. It is the same thing that the Bible talks about in the book of John chapter 4 and also John chapter uh, 7. It talks about the Holy Spirit starting in you as a well, springing up to everlasting life. But as it bubbles more and more, it becomes like a river. A river that can go and touch other people out there. So a well is for personal use. You start having that personal encounter with the Lord. Personal encounter with the Holy Spirit. But as you bubble over, then that well becomes a river. And it's a river that will go and start making a difference in the lives of so many people. So when the world is hopeless, it depends first on are you hopeful yourself. You cannot give the world what you don't have. If you are hopeless also yourself, then there will be no river there. There can only be a river if indeed there is that well that is bubbling because of the Holy Spirit and then there is that river of life, then that river starts to flow, then it can touch the lives of others. Look at it with me in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 47, 8 and 9, in the Amplified Classic. 
It says, Then he said to me, This water pour out toward the eastern region and go down into the Arabah, the Jordan Valley, and on into the Dead Sea. And when they shall enter into the sea, the sea of putrid waters, the waters shall be healed and made fresh. And wherever the double river shall go, every living creature which swims shall live. And there shall be a very great number of fish, because these waters go there, that the waters of the sea may be healed and made fresh. And everything shall live wherever the river goes. If you look at this river here, it talks about this river, wherever this river goes. If it goes to the Dead Sea, the waters start becoming fresh wherever that, 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 that river comes. If that river goes into the desert, there start to be life there. It says everything shall live wherever the river goes. So what kind of a river do you make flow? What, are you giving people hope? Are you an inspiration to the lives of many? You cannot give what you don't have, child of God. So you must first spend time with God. Spend so much time with God that we are so much sold and full of God. Full of God that when we go out there, then we can give the world hope. The world will start seeing the hope so that wherever the river goes, there will be life. So it starts as a well. It starts that in my body, when sickness wants to attack my body, the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead is so powerful in me that indeed it's working in me that the sickness cannot put me down because the life of Jesus is manifested in my body. The life of Jesus is flowing through me. So therefore, that life of Jesus that is manifested through me can also now start going to the lives of others and start affecting other people, start being a blessing to other people because I can be a blessing to other people because my body is transformed with the glory of God and I can go and give hope to other people around us. But then we need to start by soaking ourselves in the word of God. We need to give people hope. We need to give people hope. As we draw to a close, I want to share with you how then that hope, people can get that hope because the hope shall never cease. So it says wherever the river goes, there will be life. Do you bring life wherever you go? Do you give people hope wherever you go? I know it's a hopeless and desperate situation all over the world, but as children of God, we've got to reflect the power of God. We've got to reflect the glory of God all the time. But it starts within us. It starts from us as that well. Read with me as we draw to a close in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10 to 11 in the Living Bible. It says, These bodies of ours are constantly facing death just as Jesus did. So it is clear to all that it is only the living Christ within us who keeps us safe. Yes, we live under constant danger to our lives because we serve the Lord. But this gives us constant opportunities to show forth the power of Jesus Christ within our dying bodies. We boldly say what we believe, trusting God to care for us, just as the psalm writer did when he said, I believe and therefore I speak. He says, when we are constantly facing death, when our bodies are constantly exposed to death, it is the power of God that keeps us safe. It is the power of God that keeps us alive. And he says, when that power of God keeps us alive, it's an opportunity to show forth the power of Jesus Christ so that we can boldly say what we believe. We can boldly say what God has said. We can boldly say, I trust in God. I believe in God. Therefore, I speak. I speak what I believe. 
I don't speak what I see. I'm not moved by circumstances. I'm only moved by the word. I stick with the word of God. I remain with hope at all times. Even if there is hopelessness around me, I will never lose my hope because hope never fails. Let's conclude with 1 Corinthians 13, 13, NLT. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. So you looked at those three things, faith, hope, and love. So today we're saying never lose hope. Indeed, never lose hope. Keep the faith and walk in love. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. We thank you, my Father, for encouraging us. We thank you, my Father, for reminding us about your glory that you want to show forth here on the earth. And this is indeed the opportunity. This is indeed the time when the world is desperate for a solution. May the body of Christ rise up in power that indeed nations can run to the glory of God as they see the light shining through us. So that indeed many people all over the world can start flocking to the kingdom. They can start flocking to the church, knowing that that is the only place where there is hope. Indeed, this is the opportune time for your glory to be manifested through the body of Christ. We avail ourselves, O God. I pray for the body of Christ to rise up. And then we rise up and we want to shine. That the world will once again see that there is hope in the Lord. May your power be manifested, O God, throughout this world. Even when people are hopeless about this COVID-19 pandemic. Even about this coronavirus pandemic. Mighty God, may your power be demonstrated through your body the body of Christ, that the world may know that you are alive, that the world may know that you are the most powerful God. Indeed, it is time for souls to be gathered into the kingdom in the name of Jesus. Father, I declare that we are available to be used of you as vessels of honor unto you. May you be glorified through the body of Christ. May this indeed be the catalyst for the end time harvest of souls in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we give you praise, we give you glory. I pray also for all the children of God that have been hit hard by this COVID-19 pandemic. I pray for them. I say, Father, strengthen them with might in the inner man. Comfort them in the name of Jesus. And even those that have been affected financially by this COVID-19 pandemic, I say, Father, continue to supply all their needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You do not meet our needs according to the world standards. You do not meet our needs according to the world economics. But mighty God, you meet our needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We hold on to that word in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father. I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can see that I'm very much excited. My hopes are high. Because my hopes and my expectations will never be cut off. So, keep the faith. I'm keeping my faith. In Jesus' name.